0: You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. So much to do. Beautiful Saturday afternoon, locked and loaded. Of course, this is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. You can find me on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. You can find me on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. But most importantly, you can find me right here on your radio until 6 o'clock. And now, a new social media platform for you to just completely ignore me on. I am on TikTok now. And I can say that with confidence at Old Man Radio because it's Saturday. And after unveiling it last week, nothing but rave reviews for the new Saturday go-to segment. What I learned on TikTok this week. Debuted it last week, huge success. So, we are going to put that in the 5 p.m. hour. 5 o'clock, lock that in, book it, mark it on your calendar, your smartphone, whatever you got to do. Now, last week, Brian Mungia, running the board today, producing just a fantastic job. But of course, we're only about three minutes into the show. Brian, you did a fine job last week on what we learned on TikTok. I think you got one and two, right? Yes, that is right. Now, this week, it's both Brian and Jacob in the studio. So we have to come up with a plan. I don't know if we're going to do this like in a batting order. You won't, you know, Brian, then Jacob. Or if you're going to put your powers together to try to figure out which is the real fact that I learned on TikTok this week and what is something I just completely made up. Should be fun. All right. I'm trying ahead. to figure it out still. <laughs> now, Brian, you were here last week. Jacob, you might not know the deal, um, but that's the segment. It's things that I actually look, actual facts that I learned on TikTok. There's generally, I think we're going to make it three facts, three real facts, because I'm learning so much by watching all the videos. And then there's one fact that I've completely made up. But Brian made the pledge last week. You have to make the pledge this week. Do not ruin the segment by looking it up.
1: All right, I won't. I you
0: promise. know, this is not Stump Rothenberg. Do not look it up on Google on the answers, please. All right? Scout's all right. Honor. All right, good. That's what we need. All right, so we'll do that at five o'clock. Uh, look, we got so much to get into today the NBA playoffs, the Knicks season's officially over. I uh, got some thoughts. Net Celtics. We'll talk with Joe Wiz at 4:30, 5:30. Now we've unveiled two new segments here in the last couple of weeks. Our other new segment, the week's world's worst, where I highlight the most moronic take that I have heard over the past week, and you are going to want to stick around for this one. This one's funny. Let's—I uh, mean, this one—we've only done it a couple of weeks. First week, Brian Cashman saying, you know, Yankees haven't won a World Series because. Uh, the Astros cheated five years ago. That was the winner of the first week. Last week, we had Keyshawn Johnson, our own Keyshawn Johnson, saying that he actually likes or liked the job that Dave Gettleman did. The one person in the entire tri-state area who actually liked the job that Dave Gettleman did. And if World's wor- the, the week's world's worst was like a heavyweight championship and you had to like beat the previous winner... That would have been like Rocky Marciano. I don't know if that one would ever be able to be taken down, but it's a fresh opinion every single week, so we'll give you the contenders for this week a little bit later on at 5.30. But, let, I mean, look, let's start with the obvious. It's what everybody's talking about right now. And it's clear. It's the New York Yankees. The New York Yankees are, as you would say, the zeitgeist in New York sports right now. They are the focus. They are everything that is getting attention, and it's mainly from the fact there's no way to avoid it anymore, people. The Yankees have already been eliminated from the playoffs. They've already been forced to shut it down, and there's no other way. I mean, it's, it's, it's beyond disappointment. It's beyond embarrassing. The fact that on April 16th, we have to deal with the Yankees being already eliminated from postseason contention, it's not just hard to take. It's not just frustration. It's outright anger. And it's justified, completely justified. Anytime you wait for a baseball season after the previous season was such a failure, after the offseason was completely a failure, and now we're what? Eight games into the year and already. Eight games into a baseball season, it is clearly a a failure. There's no other way to feel about it. And, you know, everybody deals with it in different ways. Uh, I think that, I think everybody kind of, whether they know it or not, they go through the stages of grief. And, and maybe, you know, you start in denial after the first couple of losses. But eventually you get to bargaining. You know, like it, bargaining is exhibited through, like if you were to say, if only the Yankees could make up the one game difference in the American League East standings. If only, but we already know they can't. And eventually you get to the other stages like depression, right, knowing how could you not be depressed? We're going to have to go through the rest of April, the rest of May, the rest of June, July, August, September, knowing that October is already impossible. There's no way to get to it. The Yankees have already been eliminated. And eventually you're supposed to eventually get to acceptance. But no, nobody gets to acceptance. Nobody ever looks and says, you know what, it is what it is. Mainly because they're stuck in that one stage that is anger. Anger, anger is more fun. I'll I'll be the first to admit that. I like anger. And what you, what anger generally exhibits itself in is you get to one up the person next next to you. As angry as they are, you're more angry. It's not enough to say the season's a failure. Eight games in, you the team stinks. It's irredeemable. It's, it's, it's doomed to fail. It's, it's already failed. But that's not enough. Cole is garbage. Garbage. Can't should not even look at a major league mound because he has made two starts, and neither of them are worth $324 million. I mean, Bill Madden summed it up perfectly in the Daily News. Two weeks in, we can already tell Garrett Cole is not a $324 million pitcher. We can already tell that. Two weeks in, already know. No for a fact. And he's not wrong. Clearly he's not wrong. I mean, that would be crazy to think anybody would be wrong by saying two weeks in, you already know. Aaron Boone, I mean, he doesn't just stink. He. I don't know what the right word. He's, He's. I, the fact that he even gets his uniform on is, is amazing. Brian Cashman. I mean, at this point, you'd have to say Brian Cashman probably should be tried for war crimes. But you just keep one-upping it. It just keeps getting more and more angry. Hal Steinbrenner is not actually a Steinbrenner. Somehow he's, he's finagled his way in, but he's not really from the bloodline. Maybe what they need to do is just fold the entire franchise. Not maybe. They, they, that, that needs to happen. Maybe we can all, in like solidarity, wear black armbands because the Yankee season started four and four. And if you're a baseball fan of any measure, you know nobody ever comes back from four and four. They played eight games and they've lost four of them. There's, there's no way you can come back from that. So look, if you want to share your condolences on the Yankee season and franchise, because at this point, the season's over. And you'd have to say there's no saving. I mean, how could you ever save the franchise? It's done after eight games. And I don't know this. I've heard this through the grapevine. At Yankee Stadium next week, they will be holding a garage sale. They've given up. They've folded up the tents. They're going to knock down the stadium, put up some nice condominiums there. Because what's the point of going on? I mean, it's over on April 16th after eight games and you might some people out there not most of clearly not met fans met fans would agree with this 100%. And and look, a lot of yankee fans, I would say the majority of yankee fans would probably they they know what I'm getting at. They they hear me. But I do have some serious news. If you listened to the show last week at all, it's unfortunate but I have tested positive. I've tested positive for yankee derangement syndrome. I mentioned it last week. It is It is moving through the tri-state area very, very quickly. And the symptoms, the problem is, is the symptoms sneak up on you. And the first sign is that it is denial, right? I'm not deranged. This is is an acceptable level of anger for giving up three home runs to Vlad Guerrero in a game. This is a fair level of hatred to have for my own team in April. This is level-headed criticism that... Failure is already guaranteed. So I'm out of denial because I've already tested positive. So I I Googled derangement syndrome to just see what other, and you might have this. So don't don't just automatically think you don't have it. Because I looked at what Yankee derangement syndrome is. Some of the symptoms is you're feeling sad or down. Four and four, I don't know how you couldn't. You're confused. You have confused thinking or have reduced ability to concentrate. It's possible. Another popular symptom is when you think Garrett Cole is making excuses when he says he tips his caps to one of the best hitters in the sport who has an awesome game. If you think, yeah, that's another sign of uh, Yankee derangement syndrome. Excessive and extreme mood swings, highs and lows. You think that Yankee fans booed Aaron Judge because Brian Cashman released his contract offer publicly? And then the last one is significant tiredness, low energy, or problem sleeping. So those are the symptoms. If you find yourself with one or more of them, please do what you can to get help. And a little later on the show, I won't say that I found the cure, but I do think that I have found a possible solution for yankee derangement syndrome and it's it's everywhere right now. Now, look, obviously I'm kidding. What I've just done in the last couple of minutes is is uh, I've been sarcastic. Some of the younger listeners they don't really get the sarcasm. That's fine. But there are plenty of people who are acting the exact same way and they are not being sarcastic. They actually think the season is doomed. Cannot possibly recover. It's all failure all the time. And after last night, boy, it's just jumped up. But, Gordon, they lost to the Orioles. They scored one run. How can you not be ticked off? How can you not criticize that? Of course you criticize that. No loss to the Orioles is acceptable. None. None. The Yankees shouldn't lose any games to the... Now, look, they're going to probably lose one or two. Every team in the division is probably going to lose one or two. But there should never be a game where the Yankees play at Camden Yards and they score one run. I don't care if it's five range-shortened innings. Certainly not when they've had consecutive runners on second base and neither of them got to third base. One of them because they don't know. Uh, here's the baseball. Oh, it hit me. Do I get extra points for that? No, you don't get. You're actually out. So there's plenty of. Do not confuse that. I am not saying you can't be critical of things on the. God, there's plenty of things to be critical of, and we take phone calls, and some of those criticisms are absolutely warranted. I I've floated most of them, but can we dial it back a notch? Can we dial it back just a scotch? I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, can we bring it down from like 25 to maybe a 7? Maybe. Because here's the thing. For all the people who are doom and gloom, especially a lot of the Yankee fans right now, who are saying that this is the same team, these are the same results, it's all the same all the time, nothing has changed, this team is going no place. This team is already a failure. You guys have been on this trip for a decade. You never change your tune, and it's not based on facts. It's not based on anything in reality. It's all sheer emotion. Hate losing to the Orioles. Okay, yes, absolutely. I hate losing to the Orioles as well. But believe it or not, they still have some time. They can still win some games. The season is not decided as of yet, because every single year, it's kind of the same thing. That's what you guys said. Yes. Well, last year, they started 5-10, and, and they still won 92 games. Oh, they lost in the wild card game. Yes, they lost in the wild card game because Garrett Cole sucked, not because of the 5-10. In 2019, they started 6-9. They won 103 games and won the division. In 2018, they, want, they started 9-9 nine and nine and won 100 games. I'm not saying don't criticize anything. Of course. The offseason was terrible. The lineup is not good enough to carry two spots that don't provide any actual production. And the Yankees are an organization that should never have a stopgap in the starting lineup. All fair. But it can't be all doom and gloom all the time, people. You, you can't look at the team and every single thing that comes up. Every single thing that comes up. Negative, 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 negative. You're never going to make it. And there's still plenty of season to go. And believe it or not, the first eight games are not indicative of the other 154 of them. Uh, all right, let's get some phone calls. one 800 espn is the telephone number, one 800 because there was a couple of things this week. One, Aaron Boone actually said something that everybody kind of missed. And he—he he, he, this is a fair area of criticism, and uh, I will give you what can be the closest thing to a cure for Yankee derangement syndrome coming up. But let's find out just how widespread the uh, the latest issue uh, is with uh, Yankee derangement syndrome. Let's go to uh, Ken. Is in Smithtown. Ken, you're first up on the Gordon Damer show.
2: Hey, good afternoon. Hey, um, I can't stand Washington. Gallo keep striking out, and I I don't understand for the life of me why. Miguel landuhar sitting in triple A who, who's a doubles machine and doubles I know he's right handed, but
0: well look, Ken, here here's the thing. Uh Miguel Andujar, while he should have probably been the rookie of the year in twenty is that eighteen, twenty eighteen. Um yes. he's never been able to either A stay healthy or B be productive since then. It's just the it's just the facts. And last year they gave him a little bit of run. He's never been able to match that season. Um so it'd be great. Look, if if they would have been able to get production out of Miguel Andujar and actually found a position for him to play, if he had hit like he did in year one, they would have found a position for him. But he has not been able to either stay healthy or be that player again.
2: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I just he doesn't he he didn't seem to strike out in every major situation. So Although, uh, no, look, either, you, either way, I can't Ken, stand him watching Galo up every time. Don't misconstrue what was- I'm saying.
0: I, can, I can't I can imagine how I am going to sit through, as a Yankee fan, a full season of Joey Gallo. I said it last year, I, it already eight games in, it's been a struggle because uh, I, I do not think that that guy is a winning player with the amount of strikeouts, the, the lack of contact. Um, and then last night, you know, he finally makes contact and <laughs> he doesn't leave the box. Uh, no, that's very, very frustrating. It's not a player that I'm looking forward to watching. I get you there. But uh, Miguel Andujar, I don't think, is the point to make. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for taking it, Michael. All right. There we go. There's, uh, there's Ken. He's in Smithtown. Yeah, Miguel Andujar, hu- I was a huge fan. Thought he should have won uh, Rookie of the Year in his in his rookie season. Was, was excellent. And he was a doubles machine back then. But I just want to pull up his numbers since then. Like, he has not been able to stay healthy. And when he has gotten opportunities, uh, he's not produced anything close to. Now, look, uh, the following year he got hurt. 2020, he only had 65 at-bats. But last year, 45 games, slash line of 253, 284 on base, and a slugging of 383. Had an OPS plus of 81. 100 is average. So he's 20%, basically, below average as a player. Can't, uh, Can't do it. And the Yankees would love to be able to get something out of him. Now, that's another one where Brian Cashman, I always say, The first area that you have to scout is your own, and the Yankees, after that great rookie year, did not, they probably, if they they had known that this was the type of player he was going to be, that was the time to go get something for him, finish second in the rookie of the year, they didn't, I'm not telling you that I was saying that at the time, but If you want to look at, that's just another example of the Yankees not being able to capitalize on the young players. When they do have success, then they regress. And now, if you were to trade Miguel Andujar, I think you'd get very, very little back, if anything. Um, But that's another thing the Yankees did in the offseason, trading guys away, getting very, very little back. Trading away Luke Voigt, who, all right, maybe didn't have all that much value, but he is a productive player when he is healthy. And you traded him for a guy who we've already forgotten the name. We trade him to the, he traded him to the Padres for a pitcher who you'll probably never see. Uh, let's go out. To, see, so there is area. This is not, oh, Gordon doesn't want to criticize the Yankees. Uh, all I do sometimes is criticize the Yankees. But I like my criticisms to be based in actual facts, like what is actually going on in on planet Earth. That's just me. That's just my style. You know, styles make fights. Uh, let's go to Vince's in Brooklyn. Vince, what's going on, pal?
3: Hey, thanks for taking my call. Listen, I'm a avid New York sports fan. Love every team, every king, every right? team.
0: So you like the Yankees and the Mets?
3: Like Yankees, Mets, Jets, Nets. Yeah, Yo, it. Buffalo. Okay, New York, baby. New York that's, is what it is. All right, really. go ahead. All right. Thanks. And and, and, and and no this is for real and and check this uh everybody got to stop bashing on teams when they ain't doing so great in the first two weeks of the season uh how long we got to go for all of this all right we got a long way to go all it right does. and you do
0: have a couple not- games left
3: a couple, just a couple, just a few, just a few, a just, a few yeah. just a few. All right. And uh, not for nothing, I, I'm a, I'm a uh, born New Yorker. I can't get used to ninety eight four seven ESPN because we are New Yorkers. We used to be able to ninety eight four seven KISS FM. That was our well, radio station. Look, Vince. You guys, uh, go ahead. I, go ahead. I'm
0: I, I, I've only been here for five years. If it, by five years you haven't gotten used to it, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. You know? I the hear radio you.
3: station, the, the station, was here for 25, 30 years. I know,
0: but it's been, you know, like at some point we got to move on, right? Uh,
3: kinda, maybe. Yeah. But uh, changes come. You guys. what
0: do you want? To I do listen to you
3: guys. Thank you very much. All right, Vince, Thank I appreciate much.
0: it. Now, look, there, there's parts of what Vince said I, I I disagree with, right? Like, I don't believe that you should be rooting for the Yankees and the Mets. You're not the mayor. You're not uh, the you know. You're not in in the government of New York. You have to pick a side. You can pick whatever side you want, but you got to pick a side. You can't be fans of both. You can't be fans of the Jets and the Giants. You can't be fans of the Knicks and the Nets. You can't be fa- fans of the Islanders and the Rangers. And I was Well, I guess he wouldn't be fans of the Dell. No, he'd be fans of the Sabres. It's funny. Everybody always brings up that point of, oh, well, Buffalo is in New York when they're talking about the Buffalo Bills. Never once have I ever heard it brought up about the Buffalo Sabres. And again, you could drive to Buffalo and back. Uh, excuse me. You could drive to Baltimore and back in the amount of time it would take you to drive to Buffalo. It's not it's not in the tri-state area. Stop it. Just cuz it's in the state of New York does not make it a New York team. Stop it. You're being silly. Those are people who just like to argue about nothing. I hate those people. You have to be based in reality. You have to be based you have to actually have facts to back up your argument. You can't just make arguments for no apparent reason. And uh, just to check in on the met game. Diamondbacks lead the Mets 3-2 top 9, bases loaded two out so we'll keep an eye on that because look you would have to say with the level of hatred that we have heard over the Yankee loss last night inexcusable granted fine all the different adjectives that used to describe that game embarrassing all the you would have to make the argument if the Mets lose today to the Diamondbacks it's just as bad and maybe you could make the argument it's worse because the Mets are at home well, the Diamondbacks aren't as bad as the Orioles. Yes, they were. They had the exact same records last season. They were both 52 and 100. So how would it not be the exact same thing? I'm guessing, though, it won't be the same reaction. It won't be the, and I, I don't know. Mets, uh, they got two runs. The Yankees had only had one. Maybe that's the caveat. Maybe that—that maybe that's the difference. Uh, all right, let's go back to the phone, shall we? 1-800-919-ESPN, telephone number. Uh, let's see here. Anthony is in the mail truck delivering mail on a Saturday. Anthony, what's going on, my man?
2: Gordon, how you doing, brother? I'm good. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, kind of talk to all the Yankee fans around the world and just tell them R-E-L-A-X. It's It's got to stop, Gordon. There, you know, everyone is, is up in arms. We lost to the Orioles. We're not going to win 162 games. No one ever has.
0: How dare you, Anthony? How dare you? <laughs> there, there are there are some causes of
2: of concern. Of um, course, Joey Gallo uh, uh, is uh, one. Uh, yes, obviously. He's, he's the main one. Um, but I, I you know, I, I can I I see our starting pitching in the AL East as quote unquote bad as it is on paper is better than the Rays starting pitching and is playing better than the Blue Jays starting pitching. Now, offense, Blue Jays may have us beat, but in the long run, pitching and defense wins you championships. And that's what we did this offseason. I don't agree with it. I said when when we had Clint Frazier coming up, I said we should have traded him for a pitcher. I said we should have traded Gio Urshela when he was hot for a pitcher because we needed arms. But the bullpen is is our strong point. And if we can get Aroldis Chapman back on board with playing the game of baseball that he knows how to play, he came in last night kind of a, you know, a crappy situation, bases loaded, you know, bottom of the inning. Um, you know, a couple calls could have gone here and there, but you can't blame it on the umpire. Rizzo ran into an out last night. He didn't even look like he tried to attempt to get out of the way of the ball. And Aroldis comes in throwing 93, 95. That's not him. He threw 101 the other night to close out the game against the Blue Jays, and he was flawless that inning. He he, we we played great against the Blue Jays. This was just a down game. It was away. It was at Baltimore. Baltimore's crowd actually cheered for the Blue Jays. I think you're. I mean the uh, the Orioles. I didn't hear any, you know, Yankee chant unless we were doing oh, something. No, I, good, which I, I, yeah, I did. I
0: heard. I heard a couple of them. Uh, I heard a, a couple of them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, it's a, it's a, you know, the Orioles are still in it right now, even though we don't expect them to be. So some <laughs> Oriole fans showed up to their own stadium, but the Yankees, Yankees always travel pretty well down there.
2: Right. I, I just, you know, I, I think I just think that you know, Yankee fans have to relax. Like I said, we're we're not going to win every game. Um, Garrett Cole is not going to, you know, go twenty and zero. That's not that's just not going to happen. A, that's a, that's um, not acceptable. Yes, he's been. That's not acceptable, right. Yes, can't, he's been can't at the, the, the start of this season. He's been. He's not lived up to his contract. You know, and, and the sticky stuff, stuff like that, maybe maybe that, that could be a cause of it. I don't know. I hope it's not, because then we are basically screwed for the next eight years, seven years, whatever he has left on his contract, nine years, I think. I don't remember. But, Gordon, anyway, thanks for taking my call, man. Yeah, absolutely. You out. know,
0: look, you hit on a lot of things there, and I appreciate the phone call. And uh, the uh, Mets got a very favorable uh, strike three call there. Uh, so the uh, Mets head to the bottom of the ninth against the Diamondbacks up, uh, excuse me, down 3-2 as uh, they'll try to get the, uh, the equalizer at home. That fans are all pumped up, so we'll see how that turns out. Well, um, look, you hit on a lot of things there. And, and yeah, there, there's plenty of areas to be concerned over the Yankees, right? Like lots of people, most people didn't like the offseason because it was a bad offseason. You can't tell a, a team's fan base, hey, we're in the middle of this drive to win a World Series. We are looking to put this thing over the top after coming, you know, somewhat close here the last five years. Not as close as it was at the beginning of the five years, but yeah, in the playoffs every year, trying to finally get over the hump and win a World Series. Your own manager said the other teams have closed the gap, and then you go out and you make no real major moves in the offseason. And you put a stopgap player at shortstop and a non-productive bat behind the plate and call it an A. Absolutely. There's absolutely areas for criticism. Unfortunately, with a lot of Yankee fans and All-Met fans, everything's an area of criticism. Everything. Like Garrett Cole has not pitched great so far. He hasn't pitched terribly. After his first start, the New York Post had a headline, Garrett Cole's disastrous start. Well, if they won the game, how could it have been such a disastrous start? everything's doom and gloom. Everything is ratcheted up to 100 in terms of the doom and gloom factor. And I just think that, I don't know, it's April. I'm not happy. There are areas to be concerned. But the perfect example is Cole. When Cole pitches well, which I'm sure he will at some point, it will be, oh, yeah, sure, he's pitching well now, but he didn't pitch well against the Blue Jays and the Red Sox. Or, if it does turn out that he pitches well against the Blue Jays and the Red Sox, and he has an awesome season, like he is still probably going to have, again, he finished second in the Cy Young last year, people. Second. Number two. There was one guy in the entire league who finished higher. And that guy won the award. Good for him. Good for Robbie Ray. And he deserved the award. Robbie Ray was great down the stretch. Cole got hurt down the stretch and then stunk in the postseason. Not that the postseason had anything to do with it, but you know what I'm saying. Robbie Ray deserved it. Garrett Cole did not. But he still finished second in the Cy Young last year. It wasn't the disastrous season everybody would lead you to believe. But let's say Garrett Cole goes through this season like he did, um, when was the year that he finished second in the Cy Young with the uh, Astros? Was that 2019? Like 2019, the month of April, he had like an ERA of close to four. And in May, he had an ERA of four. And then from that point on, found his way. Hit a groove, finished second in the Cy Young, finished number one in ERA, finished number one in strikeouts, but didn't win the award for some reason. I'm not exactly sure why. If, P, if he does that this year during the regular season, oh, yeah, well, it's fine to do that in the regular season. But he was paid for the postseason. So you see what I'm saying? Like, there's no way to win. Until the Yankees win a World Series, there's no way to win. And then if they ever did, it would be, well, they should have done this before now. It's, it's ridiculous. This, it's no way to go through a baseball season. And the fact that Met fans are already, or excuse me, Met fans, Yankee, a lot of Yankee fans. This is, look, Met fans, you're never going to get on board. You're never going to get Met fans on board. Because that's the, the crosstown rival. I get that. And and the Yankees live so much in the Met fans' heads that it's it's they're living there rent-free, baby. Rent-free. But the Yankee fans, this is your team. And to be this over the top with the amount of, oh, my God, they lost to the Orioles again. Ah! Chapman, ah! get him out of the league. I don't want to ever see this guy again. Oh my gosh. How do you guys, how do you guys do it? I get frustrated. I get angry, but I'm not ready to throw in the white towel just yet. I don't know. I think I'm going to let it play out a little bit. That's just me. That's just who I am. I'm weird that way. The new sensation sweeping the station. It is called what I learned on TikTok this week. Now a little background in case you weren't here last week. I, as a 51-year-old man, spend way too much time on that TikTok app. Very addictive. That algorithm is phenomenal because it finds what you actually watch. Not what you say you watch, but what you actually watch, and it just kind of feeds stuff into that algorithm, and you end up finding yourself sitting there, ah, I'll just sit down for 10 minutes, then it turns out to be two hours later. So I learn so much stuff on TikTok. I didn't learn that much in high school. I didn't learn anything in college. But I've learned a lot on TikTok in the short time that I have been there. So this is the segment where we will take whoever's uh, producing the show this day and we will try to see. And you can play along at home. Now, we don't have any prizes. That's <laughs> not we're not going to be giving you anything. But you'll just have the pride of knowing deep down within yourself. Hey, I already knew that. So Brian and Jacob. Now last week we did it. It was just Brian. This week we have Brian and Jacob. Guys, I asked you at the start of the show, how do you want to do this? You want to work together as a team, or do you want to go batting order, one guy, one guy?
4: Do
0: uh, batting order. Yeah, we batting can do one order. on one. All right. So who's going to lead? Who's going to be the Aaron Hicks? Oh gosh. <laughs> Aaron Hicks batting lead off for the Yankees tonight. I think it's only right
1: because uh Brian did it last time and Yeah. is driving the ship. He might as well
0: lead off. All right. I'll do right, Aaron Brian. Hicks. Thanks. you ready. A- yeah. All right. Are you ready, Brian? Alright, let's go. All right, we'll give you four facts. One of them is fake. Four. Three of them are true. We were yes, we're doing la- four this week. Okay. I learned I will learn more this week on TikTok than wow. in, in last week. Okay. Alright, here we go. First one, first of four. The roller coaster was invented during the 100 Years' War as a way of launching supplies across rivers. The roller coaster invented during the 100 Years' War as a way of launching supplies across rivers. That's your first one. Okay. Second one. Sharks are older than the rings of Saturn. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Three. Apples that you generally find in the grocery store are one year old or, or, or older.
4: Oh, my God.
0: Or number four, cows moo in regional accents. So, like a Scottish cow a go, <laughs> me. you know. So it, it, that's the way it works. Okay. So you want you want me to recap them one more time? The four facts that you need.
4: Okay. So, but w- so one of them, like, if I remember, one of them is false, right?
0: One is fake. Yes, that's okay. the way the segment works. Okay. okay. Yes. But very yeah. good. <laughs> Roller coaster invented during the Hundred Years' War as a way of launching supplies across rivers. Okay. Sharks are older than the rings of Saturn. Apples bought generally in grocery stores are at least a year old. Or cows moo in regional accents.
4: This is messing with my head already.
0: Yeah, it's difficult. It's not easy.
4: The roller coaster seems in- very interesting, though. Mm-hmm. If it is true,
0: kind of like a catapult. I'm trying, to, kind to, I'm kind of trying thing? to
4: picture the the cyclone and all that stuff. Hundred right. years old.
0: Well, I don't know. I don't know how I, advanced the first roller coaster was. Right. Were, but
4: okay. And then you got also you said the apples. The apples in you-
0: grocery stores oh. are least atle- generally a year old.
4: That is horrible. but... Hmm, Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then you you said sharks.
0: Sharks older than the rings on Saturn. The planet, not the car.
4: Okay. I think that one is fake.
0: Sharks are older than the rings of Saturn. Yeah. Final answer? Final answer. That would be incorrect, my friend. What? (laughs) Sharks are older than the rings of Saturn by hundreds of millions of years. That is a true fact. Wow. Now, Jacob, you will go second here. I'll give you a fresh question, but do you want a shot at this question? I think I do. Okay. So. The three that you have left are roller coasters invented during the Hundred Years' War as a way of launching supplies across rivers. I can see that being true. Apples generally are, uh, in grocery stores that are sold, are, are generally a year old or older. And then the other one is cows moo in regional accents. I think that one's false. C- cows moo in regional accents. Yes. Final answer. Final. That is incorrect, my friend. Oh, cows man. actually moo in regional accents. And see, the beauty of this is, <laughs> unlike school, you're going to remember these things, right? Oh, definitely. You'll remember run. that cows ruin moo in, in regional accents. Oh,
1: for sure. This is going to be a definitely cocktail conversation when yeah. i leave
0: here. Do do the two of you now want to? Sh- you've you've obviously eliminated two correct answers. Do you want a shot at at, at getting it right?
1: So is it roller coasters? that I'm roller coasters? Roller coasters and apples is what you got. It has to be roller coasters. Roller coaster. I, I think apples need time to grow, I guess. So it has to be roller coasters, maybe?
0: Are you, are you guys on the same page with this? I, I'm going
4: to go with Jacob on this one. I'm not too You don't want to
0: split it up. This way, one of you gets it right.
4: Mm, I think, I mean, that's the only Because I'm logical. like thinking, like, you know what's throwing me off? is the apple picking. So, Because those are like fresh apples, but.
0: <sighs> yeah. And you can eat them right then and there, right? Yeah,
4: exactly. Uh. All right. All right. I'm sticking with roller coasters. I'm going to go with apple picking for some reason. I don't know why.
0: Apples is, is Brian. Roller coasters is Jacob. Yes. Jacob, you are correct, my friend. Yes, <laughs> oh, the roller coasters yeah. were not invented during the Hundred Years' War as a way of su- launching supplies across rivers. No, but apples that are not either organic or locally grown are a year old before they reach grocery store shelves. Apparently, you can like um, store them in a way that they don't age.
4: Interesting. Alright, so you're wow. both not okay. off to the best
0: of starts. No,
4: not a good start. Okay. Maybe it's the good weather we're having. Are we
0: ready for question number two? Jacob, this one will be to you first off.
4: I am uh I'm
0: gonna be as ready as I could be. Okay. Question number two. The average person walks past 36 murderers in their lifetime. Wow. <laughs> Statement number two. If you were given $100,000 a day, every day since the pyramids were built, you would still only have less than or fewer than 10% of Elon Musk's wealth. Number three, a chicken once survived 18 months after its head was chopped off. Or number four, originally the character of Arthur Fonzarelli, on Happy Days, was going to wear a leather vest, but the popularity of the village people made them switch it to a leather jacket. Do you want me to recap?
1: Yes, just recap for you. I-
0: All right. First one, these are a little wordy. Um, the average person walks past 36 murderers in their lifetime. If you were given $10,000 every day, a day every day since the pyramids were built you would still have only fewer than 10% of Elon Musk's wealth. A chicken once survived 18 months after its head was chopped off. And the number four, originally the character of Arthur Fonzarelli on Happy Days was going to wear a leather vest, but the popularity of the village people, YMCA, uh, made them switch it to a leather jacket. (sighs) What did I not learn on TikTok this week? Oh my gosh. So...
1: Just because I'm a true crime specialist, I always think that everybody's a murderer. Right. So I feel like, yes, you are at least woke past 30 36 pe- murderers. Yeah, 36 murderers or who have murdered.
0: Right. It yeah. could be
1: anything. It's not, you know. Yeah. Any kind of murder. Uh. In terms of the Fonz one, I think it's true also okay. or right. along those lines because it makes sense culturally. Sure.
0: Okay. Okay. You, you work through it however you need to work through it, my friend. Okay. But the show is over at 6 o'clock. I'll just tell you that.
1: All right, so what was the two options in the middle? Sorry about so
0: that. So the two, if you're eliminating those first two, the two other ones, if you were given $10,000 a day, every day, since the pyramids were built, you would still have less than 10% of Elon Musk's wealth. Or there was a chicken once who uh, survived 18 months after its head was chopped off.
1: I once saw a duck get its head cut off and uh, live right after. So I, I think maybe Elon Musk. $100,000 since the Right. It, I
0: mean, this is not just that the chicken lived for a little while. It lived for a year and a half after its head was chopped off, just to be clear. Uh, I don't want to guide you or steer you in any direction, but, you know, I just want you to.
1: I've seen crazy things. And okay. the right, sure. show is as wacky Absolutely. as it could be. So it okay. has to be uh, Elon Musk. You, You're going
0: to you... go with number one.
1: Yes. It has to be that. Maybe. All right. I know final I'm, answer? Final answer, and I may be wrong, but I'm going with it. Why okay.
0: Not? Jacob, you are incorrect. No, if you were given $10,000 a day, every day, I believe it's only 6% of Elon Musk's wealth. And we learned last week that the pyramids, uh, when they were first, uh, was it, they, Brian, was it when they first were built that woolly mammoths were still walking the earth? Yes, that's I what it I think that it. was what it was, right? Yep, yep. Uh, so they built very, very long ago. But yeah, even $10,000 every single day. Elon Musk, he has a uh, lot of money. Uh, Brian, do you want to take a shot at this here with the last three clues?
4: It has to be the, the chicken. That's the false one.
0: All right, you you uh, you're you're locked in on that I'm, one already.
4: I'm locked down in on that one. Yeah.
0: Final answer. Final answer. That is incorrect. I would have thought that what? one as well, Mike the headless chicken. Google Mike the headless chicken. Back in the 40s, Mike, oh. Mike the headless chicken. Uh, he would t- he would um, tour on in like carnivals and and, and fairs this is wild I'm yeah looking at his and picture. they would they would take him around and somehow they cut off his head in a way that his head was cut off but he was still able like there was like a little piece of his brain in the back of his his little chicken head that survived and he was still able to breathe and they had to like feed him with like an eyedropper but he did live for 18 months after that, Mike the Headless Chicken.
4: This is you, insane. You
0: know, for anybody who's of a certain age, that's old. Could you imagine, like, hey, we're gonna go to the fair. There's a headless chicken there. Well, by all means, I gotta get the get the car warmed up.
1: They have to have a documentary on this.
0: There should be a there should be a, a there should be a thirty for thirty on Mike the Headless Chicken. This the fact in that they named him the Mike as well is fantastic. Mike.
4: the is this a statue about him? I just, I'm looking. I'm, I'm just... There should be
0: a statue. Yeah, they, oh my. They, they should get st- the guy who did the Tom Seaver statue, and they could make <laughs> one for Mike the Headless Chicken. They actually do have a statue in <laughs> him. Of course they do. He lived for 18 months. Roadside America. What is 18 going months.
4: This is insane. So can we, can we I'll take I'll tell you best? right now,
0: all the goldfish in the Damer household as a kid kept their heads. They did not last 18 months. Those goldfish were getting flushed down the toilet once every six weeks.
1: So can we take a guess at which
0: one? Yeah. Okay. So you got average person walks past thirty-six murderers, or of course the one about the fons, the leather vest.
4: Fons is false.
0: Jacob, you agree?
4: Last
1: time I split up with you, (laughs) I think I'm. Oh man. Oh, you got it right last time. Yeah, thirty-six murderers has to be it. I don't know. It has to.
0: Which Which are you going with, Jacob? You're I, sticking with Brian, you're going the other way.
1: I'm going the other way, because I don't even know if it's that many murderers, maybe, or serial killers. Well,
0: world. last time, Jacob, you split up, you got it right. This time, you split up. Got it wrong. You got it wrong. <laughs> the Fonz was never going to wear a leather vest. I think he was going to wear, like, a uh, denim jacket or something like that. But, uh, no, it has nothing to do with the village people or the leather vest or anything like that. Wow. The the, uh, the average person does walk past 36 murderers. In their lifetime. All right, do we got time for one more before we go to break? Maybe one we'll more. do a second segment. It's it's such fun. Can we? I enjoyed it. This yeah, is really and fun. you're lear- and look, you're learning something, right? Like, how often do you come home from work? Your your wife, your girlfriend, your friends ask you what you what did you learn today? You say nothing. I didn't learn a single thing today. You learned about Mike the Headless Chicken.
4: And yes, all a right, we ready to go this time? Are you guys
0: gonna work together this time? or You want to go solo again?
4: We can work together. Let's work together.
0: All right, here we go number one fact a woman once sold her flatulence in jars on the internet and made two hundred thousand dollars
1: that that I know for a fact <laughs> that one is true
0: all right well may, maybe it is maybe it's not number two McDonald's once made bubble gum flavored broccoli bubblegum flavored broccoli. Mm. Number three, the author J.R.R. Tolkien, who uh, wrote Lord of the Rings, okay. refused to let his books be read out loud to people until after his death because he preferred his words be kept "quote unquote" on the page. And then number four, the actor David Arquette. You know who that is, right? Scream movies. Yes. Yeah,
4: yeah. He is not only a. husband. Right?
0: Yes, he is not only a certified Bob Ross painting instructor. But he also owns the rights to Bozo the Clown and plans to revive the character himself. So he's gonna be Bozo the Clown. So there you go. Four facts woman once sold her, her gas in jars on the internet, made two hundred K.
4: I agree with Jacob. That one has to be true. That one's okay. true. I feel look, like I've seen that article somewhere.
0: Look, <laughs> I mean you'll only know if you if that's your final answer.
4: People okay. have done wilder
0: things during yeah. the pandemic. Oh <laughs> easily. Uh, McDonald's once made bubble, f- gl- bubble gum flavored broccoli. Mm. J.R.R. Tolkien refused to have, have his books be read in public out loud to people until after his death, preferring to keep his words on the page. I think that one's true, too. Yeah. And then the actor David Arquette is not only a certified Bob Ross. You know who Bob Ross yes, is, right? The guy, yep, the yep, big yes. Afro guy? Yep. Bob Ross, painting instructor. He also owns the uh, rights to Bozo the Clown and plans to revive the character.
1: See, I don't know, because I, I partially believe that last one. hmm
0: Because
1: I can honestly see... Uh, David Arquette
4: a little weird. David Arquette. He's, he's a as, weird guy. As absolutely. As close to clown, yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But I don't...
4: And I know he likes, like, wrestling. He did, like, extreme stuff. Yeah, he did stuff. wrestling for a
0: while, yep. I mean, he's definitely out there. Yeah.
4: Throw throwing me off. Brian, I'm I'm with you. What do you want to do? And what's this? What the, and then you said the broccoli, broccoli gum bro-
0: McDonald's bubble gum flavored.
4: See, I know J.R.R.
0: Like, Token, the author.
4: See, I know like in, outside the United States, like McDonald's has a different type of menu. Yeah, that's what's also thrown me off right. as well.
0: Sure. Seem. I don't want to. I don't want to shade you. <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, McDonald's have done some wild things too. So that. Yep, oh,
0: absolutely. Oh Th- that's the beauty of it. All <laughs> these seem like they could be true. As,
4: all right, so Brian. I'm gonna go with you, Jacob. Whatever you pick. Uh,
0: so now we're just down to just basic guessing.
4: Yes, we at all this right.
1: point. I, because right. they all seem true. Yeah. but Maybe David Arquette. Yeah. Because I can only believe half the statement. Probably not the whole thing.
0: Okay, that's a good. That's a good way to attack it. That's true. That yeah. be, that I'm gonna go with it. David Arquette. You're both going with David Arquette. Yeah. That's Both it. final answer. Yes. Yes. Both incorrect. Oh. Both wrong. <laughs> no, David Arquette is a Bob Ross painting instructor. That's, that's the part I thought and I was he, in, in 2021, he won the rights to Bozo the Clown, and Weird. he does plan to revive the character.
1: Okay, so I know the...
0: So now you're down to the woman who sold her gas and jars. Well, you, go, you guys have already eliminated that one right off the bat. <laughs> Uh, because f- the, the, the fact that you guys know that to be a fact <laughs> is a little troublesome to me.
1: No, because it's also this. Uh,
0: that's another story. But. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's just leave it there. McDonald's made bubble gum flavored broccoli. And J.R.R. Tolkien refused to let his books be read out loud to people until after he was dead because he wanted his words to be, quote-unquote, on the page.
1: All right, I went against my instinct. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with McDonald's. McDonald's. I'm going to go with McDonald's. McDonald's yeah. Yeah. Bubblegum. Yeah. yeah. Both of you are good on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I had bubblegum. Maybe final answer. Maybe broccoli flavor. Yes, final answer.
0: Incorrect. Oh, my God. So, so now, you're the you're one you all you eliminated right off <laughs> wow. the bat, wow. and J.R.R. Token are battling. So so are you going with? Are you are you still sure about the woman?
1: I'm not sh- so <laughs> sure anymore. Not
0: so sure anymore, right? <laughs> Is it the
1: woman? It's the woman, isn't it? That's my answer. Okay. It, it's the flag. So
0: wait this. a sec. Now you're going against the because first you're throwing thing us that you have,
1: Gordon. Gordon, this I was so sure before I right. stepped into this booth. Right. Uh, now now, now you're questioning
0: everything. Right. Yeah.
1: Flatulence in the jar.
0: Flatulence, woman. <laughs> 200k on jars. I mean, what is wrong? With, I mean, as a I society, mean, what is wrong with yeah, us? Yeah. Where I, I, have we gone wrong?
1: Obviously, I'm in the wrong field.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Clearly.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's my final answer. Flatulence in the jar.
0: Flatulence in the woman. Brian, are you on the same page? You're going to split it up so at least one of you gets it
4: right. I'm going to go with the what's his name, J.R. Tolkien. I'm, I'm. You're going to go with Lord of the Rings I, author yeah, J.R.R. Yeah, Tolkien. Yeah. So you're splitting up. All I'm right. Splitting up. I'm sorry.
0: Brian, I'm sorry to tell you. You are correct, my friend. Yes, (laughs) J.R.R. Token had uh, no problem with his books being read out loud. All right, so that's going to do it for another edition of What I Learned This Week on TikTok. Big fun. Week one, Brian Cashman. After telling the Athletic the uh, Yankees would have won a World Series if not for the Astros cheating five, five years ago. Uh, week two was Keyshawn, our own Keyshawn Johnson, saying that he liked a lot of the things that Dave Gettleman has done. <laughs> he's the one. He's the one person anywhere who liked anything that Dave Gettleman has done. And this week, uh, you know, when I first thought up this segment, I thought it was going to be like a little bit closer to um, various bad takes, right? Where we kind of debate them over time. But, and it started out strong, where there was a guy who called up Larry and I one of the nights and said that the Mets, uh, when they get Grom back, they should make him a closer. Um, there was a guy that called up Rick and Dave this week, who said that the Yankees are in the same category at this point as the Knicks. But, of course, and those were strong contenders, but that would only be topped by, of course, Rick and Dave themselves. Uh, and I have noticed, as listening to the, the various cuts of the show, there's been a very noticeable trend this year, where every Yankee point on their show is treated with doom and gloom. And look, they're, they're playing the hits because the Yankee fan, a lot of Yankee fans feel the same way. But if you listen to that show and did not know anything about the Yankees, you would think that the Yankees had not won a game and they're not going to. And I think it started on opening day. Uh, on opening day Dave said something about, uh, imagine if the Yankees have a mediocre month. This was opening day, you know, usually opening day. Hey, uh, what are you looking forward to this year? No, no, no. Dave was looking forward to the Yankees being bad. So that kind of gets into the the, 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 the ground that I'm, I'm thinking of. And listening to them, you would think that Garrett Cole has not been up to Garrett Cole's standards. No, that's fine. That's true. But you would think, listening to them, he has an ERA of 15. Uh, yesterday, they talked with Buster only. And judging by Dave and Rick, you would think that, that you would rather at this point have Jacob deGrom than Garrett Cole, which not exactly. And then yesterday, Luis Severino pitches as well as he has in three years. Barely a mention. Doom and gloom. Doom and gloom. So there's lots of different areas to, that they, they focus on. They do a great show Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. And, and clearly, Aaron Judge and the contract is a big one. Big one. So there have been some contenders for the worst uh, opinion of the week. Dave has, has said that the Yankees should have signed him before now when there was never any clamoring. How, how, wh- wh- when were you going to sign him before now? The year that he got hurt and played 50% of the games, 40% of the games? No, there was no way to sign him before now because he was always hurt. Last year he was healthy but did you really trust him to stay healthy uh, uh, that whole season? But they've been on this theme, and this is really where it gets to. Uh, Brian Cashman has turned the fans against Aaron Judge, but that by Cashman releasing the contract numbers of the offer, he did that to shame Aaron Judge, and that he is turning the fans against him, when in reality, anything Cashman would have done would have come up as a negative if he didn't release the numbers it would have been all oh, the Yankees are being cheap they're not even telling you what they were offering them and then if the numbers got out there all oh, the Yankees weren't proud enough in these numbers to put them out or or I'll oh, see the Yankees they didn't announce them publicly but they floated them to someone they knew so that they would get out there to shame Aaron Judge what is pretty I think guys Brian Jacob you, you take the calls it seems like the overwhelming majority of Yankee fans are more upset at the Yankees for not signing Judge rather than being upset at Judge because he didn't take the offer.
4: Correct. Yeah, I definitely see that.
0: All right. Um, So then Monday's game came against the Blue Jays. Yankees lost 3-0. Judge in the eighth inning strikes out. Now, Larry and I are on the air at the time, so we can't hear what's going on. But Tuesday, I do the updates. I play Rick and Dave's highlights from their show. And they're blasting Cashman for having turned the Yankee fans against Judge, the fact that he was booed at the game. And, and the way that they made it seem, it was like he was getting booed off the field. Here's Rick saying congratulations to Brian Cashman that he has accomplished his goal of getting Yankee fans to hate Aaron Judge.
2: Congratulations, Brian Cashman. Well done. Now you got Aaron
0: Aaron Judge getting booed already at Yankee Stadium. He's your best player. He has a bad game. You're going to boo Aaron what? Judge? What did you think was going to happen, though? He turned down $230 million. People are upset about it. How could you turn down that kind of money? I thought you wanted to be a Yankee. I thought you loved the pinstripes. How dare you turn that down? So so now he's he's pitting the Yankees fans against Aaron Judge? It's what's happened. Well, that's not. it's not going to end well. All right. It's what's happened, right? So by that, that audio... You would think Aaron Judge, boy, he got the Giancarlo Stanton treatment like on opening day when the booze just rained down on him, got booed off the field. Or for other great, yet yeah, Mariano or, or Jeter or last year Sanchez at times. Oh, you know, everybody gets to hear it. So let's play the highlight because yesterday on their show, Rick and Dave, you know, did character assassination, but let's actually hear what the overwhelming boos that Brian Cashman has engineered sound like this week. Swing and a miss. Judge down on strikes. No, guys, I said play the one where the boos were really loud. Play it again. Play the right one this time. Swing and a miss. Judge down on strikes. I mean... Is that the right cut? Are we sure that that's the right cut? That's the one of everybody booing Aaron Judge? Yeah. That's the one, huh?
4: Wow. I think I heard like maybe one or two
0: fans. Now, look, Brian, I'm a Yankee fan. You're a Yankee fan. So we're obviously biased to Mm -hmm. a certain degree, whether you know it or not. Jacob, you are a Met fan, correct?
1: That is correct.
0: All right. So how would you, I mean, like you hear something there. I'm not saying that there were no boos at all, but that, I, I don't even know that I would necessarily count that as boos.
1: It wasn't nothing to uh, raise an alarm or rattle right. any feathers.
0: Uh, and nothing I realized that Aaron Judge was was asked about booing after the game, uh, so maybe down on the field it sounded differently than that. But, again, play the audio of this this Aaron Judge, the, the fans being turned against Yankee superstar Aaron Judge, because Brian Cashman's actions. Swing and a miss. Judge down on strikes. I, I mean, I, again, I, I hear, I guess, something. I mean, they're making noise. But whatever negative reaction, I think that there's a better chance that it's because he just struck out in the eighth inning of a close game. Now, if they had booed him when he stepped up to the plate. That's different. Then then you might have fans turning against Aaron Judge. I don't think that that's happened yet. I think it's pretty clear if there was, we would have heard some audio. Or even better, if he had been booed to start the game, you're ticked off at Aaron Judge. He's turned down all this money. Brian Cashman's master plan is he's twisting his mustache and it's played out to fruition. But I don't think that that's what ends up happening there. If he gets booed to start a game, fine. If he gets booed to start in a bat, okay, maybe but I think you got to be like G-Man Choi to be able to make a stretch like that. And look, if that were an insulated incident, I would say, you know, okay. But it was a couple of weeks ago, Dave was saying Brian Cashman should be hauled into court for something. I, I can't remember what it was. So I did say it was a misinformation campaign and I'll stand by it. So for those reasons and so many others, the world's worst take this week goes to the r and boys, guys that I love, Dave and Rick, DiPietro and Rothenberg. Play the cut one more time. of have been getting booed swing and a miss wow judge Donald i do how strikes. He recovers i really don't know much like the yankees after eight games i don't know how he recovers you're listening to the gordon damer show podcast on 98.7 espn